going to class, feel free to do so at this time. And Brother Derek, would you come and uh, can you make him welcome this morning, our friend. And uh, Thank you very much, Pastor. Good morning, church. Come on, good morning, church. Well, you know, in, in my country, we say good morning. That's more of a greeting, not to say it's time for you guys to leave. All right? Um, but it's so good to be back here. It's so good to... Um, be here at PTC. You know, if I'm not attending a church on Sunday, I'm attending PTC back in my country. And so I know my wife is online right now watching us, and so I want to say hi to my beautiful wife, Valentine, and baby Hannah, and soon to come, baby Liam. Um, God is expanding our family, amen, and so I'm, I'm happy. So um, good stuff going on. Thank you very much, Pastor, for having me uh, bring the Word of God this morning, and I, I believe that God have a word for us this morning, but I just want to encourage this, uh, three young men uh, before I get into it. Um, you know, when, when I stepped out into ministry, I was at age 19, uh, full-time in the ministry. Um, you know, I, I volunteer at the church. I, you know, I was there. My pastor could have called me at any time. I would be there to close the church, to get the church open up. I mean, we were transitioning from a small church to a big church, and um, I, I helped in that transition. I wasn't getting paid or anything like that, but I knew that God called me to ministry. And, and, and so I was devoting my time to God. I was doing everything that I could to make sure the ministry uh, goes on and that people were being reached in my country and that kind of thing. And, and, you know, I was devoting my time to God. And here is the thing that the enemy did. The enemy came in and he came in sneakily. And he said, oh, Derek, you're, you're sacrificing all your time. And look at, the, look at your friends at church. They're not even doing half the things that you're doing for God. And look at them, having all the beautiful girlfriend, having the nice car, having all the money, moving on in life. And here you are just stuck in church. And I remember I went before God and I said, God, why is it that I am here devoting my time, devoting myself to you to do your stuff. And, and here are my friends living a life that, that is not so pleasing to you, but yet they're having all the fun. And it was in that moment that God rebuked me. He said, Derek, your success won't be based on the stuff you have and all that this world has to offer. And as young people, as young men especially, we're providers. We want to make sure that we're able to provide. But here's the thing that God told me. He said, you take care of my business, and I'm going to take care of your business. And since that day, I learned that. He said, listen to my thing, Derek. He said, my, your success will be based on how many souls you lead into the kingdom of God. And from that day forward, my heart had been pursued to pursue souls, to pursue souls. That my prayer became, Lord, give me soul or take my soul. And from that day on, God had blessed me with everything. I have never need or want for anything. There's not a day that God did not provide, that food wasn't on my table, that the lights was not on, that the water wasn't flowing. There was not a day and that is because God had brought me before high and low people and God has sustained me. Why? Because I said, yes Lord, I'm going to do what you call me to do. And so I want to commend you guys. I want to speak a special blessing upon your life that he will see you through. That's a promise. He will see you through. There won't be a need or a want in your life if you're genuine about the call of God upon your life. Believe that. Amen? Awesome. Are you guys ready for a word this morning? Come on. Hallelujah. You know, in, in, in my country today is a non-movement day, so I'm happy to be in Connersville where I get to move. Now, I'm serious. In Belize, you can't move. Today, you can't move. You got to stay put. You got to stay in your house. The entire country, you can't move. 
So I'm happy that I'm in Connersville, and I'm, I'm going to walk for my entire country today on this podium. So if your eyes get tired, I'm representing 400,000 people, okay? Amen. If you have your Bible, let's turn to the, the book of Haggai. I do believe that God has a word for us. You know, I've been watching PTC online, and I feel like there is a, there is a resounding word that is going on in this house. And I believe that God is getting ready to break something out in PTC that will not, that PTC won't be able to contain, but it will spread out throughout Connorsville and, and the surrounded uh, 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 communities and, and Indiana at large, and who knows, all of America. Amen? So if you have your Bible in the book of Haggai, and we will read uh, chapter 2, uh, starting at verse 6. I know the custom of the house is for us to stand for the reading of the word. And so if you guys would love to do that at this time, please, if you may, if you can. Amen. Are we there? Amen. He said, this is what the Lord Almighty say. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations. And the desire of all nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory. Says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declare the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declare the Lord. Let us pray. Dear Lord, Father, we thank you for this one. We thank you for your spirit that is already moving in this place. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity that I get to co-labor with you, Lord God, in the Great Commission. I pray, Lord God, that you will hide me behind your cross, that when your people see me, that they will see you, Lord God. Let me operate the way you operate, Lord God. Loose my mind, loose my tongue, loose my movement, loose my spirit, Lord God, that I may function as you are functioning right now. And I pray, Lord God, that your word will enter the hearts of every man, boy, woman, and child in this place, Lord God, and that they will be empowered to know, Lord God, that you have called them for such a time as this. And there is nothing in the pits of hell that will be able to stop them from doing what you're calling them to do. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have your seat. This morning, the Lord gave me a message, no shaking, no glory. Look at your neighbor and say, no shaking, no glory. Come on, tell him like you mean it. No shaking, no glory. How many of you know that in this time and age, we need the glory of God to be manifested? I believe my, my brother shared it this morning that what America need, what you and I need, what our family need is no longer a fancy sermon in Greek and Hebrew or a fancy song, but what we need as a nation, what we need as a people is a manifestation of the glory of God. It's for God to demonstrate himself as who he is. That he, for him to demonstrate himself as our provider. For him to demonstrate himself as our healer. For him to demonstrate himself as a way maker. For him to demonstrate himself as a God that is able to change our life from the inside out. But it will take 
people of faith and substance for the manifestation of God to come, that those that are outside these four walls will realize that we're not serving Buddha, that we're not serving Haile Selassie, that we're not serving Krishna, that we're not serving any other dead God, but we're serving a living and true God that is working in and through us, that is able to bring about transformation. I talk about real transformation, not what policies and agendas and different things that can only pacify the problems that we face in this world, but a God that is able to radically transform things that they never look the same again. I'm talking about the manifestation of Almighty God to be manifested where dry bones will come alive, where dead people will raise, where healed people, come on somebody, we need the manifestation of God, especially now. I don't know if you realize, but we're living in some dark times. And what the world needs is not a next fancy preacher or a next uh, halfway Christian. But what God is looking for, what this world is looking for, is Christian that will stand up and say, God, here I am. Use me. But this one, I want to tell you that God is getting ready to bring his glory. He's getting ready to bring his manifestation back to Connersville. He's getting ready to bring back his manifestation to the nations. But here is the, here is the thing. He said, I got to shake some stuff first. And so here in the book of Haggai, we have where the Jews, God's people were being released from bondage. They were coming from under King Nebuchadnezzar and they were going back to their place. And they, after 70 years, they're coming back to Jerusalem and Judah. You know, and at, at the time we had Ezra, Zerubbabel, Joshua, Nehemiah prophesying and preaching the word of God and telling them, hey, we're, 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 we're out of captivity, we're out of bondage, we're, we're back in Jerusalem, we're back in Judah. And one of the first things that God told them, he said, listen, I want you guys to, to get ready to build my temple. Build, build the temple. I'm ready to come up. I'm ready to show off. I'm ready to manifest. Build me my temple. And so the, the first thing that, that God told them, I want you to build a temple. You've got to understand that in those days, the temple was where the glory of God rested. It was where the manifestation of his presence came alive. And so without the temple, the presence and the glory and the manifestation of God wasn't amongst the people. And so he's like, brother, he's like, you know what? For 70 years you have been in bondage. For 70 years you have not seen my manifestation. For 70 years you have not seen my glory. For 70 years you have not felt my presence. Get ready to build back my temple, people, because I want to dwell among you. I want to show off. I want to manifest. I want to show you that I'm still king, that I'm still Lord, that I'm still an alpha and the omega. Build the temple. I want to show off. And I believe that is what God is saying right now, that, that, that PTC, I, I want to manifest. I want America to know that I'm still the God of America. I want, come on, I want, I want you guys, get ready, get ready, get ready. But in doing so, they had opposition. They had division. Some people were for the building of the temple, and there were some that was uh, against the building of the temple. Can, 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 
There's that song like, what is going on right now? There is division and one people want this and the next people want that. And there were, there were opposition. As a matter of fact, let's turn to the, the book of Ezra. And I know they will pull it up there for us so you guys could follow along. But I, I, I encourage you guys to go back home and, and read Ezra and Nehemiah and, and Haggai and you will see all of this. But look at, at Ezra chapter 3, and I, I'm giving you a, a back story of this. I'm just, I'm just getting started, church. I'm telling you, we're going to have a good time. I believe the manifestation of God will come in this place. Amen? Now, listen, they were getting ready to build the temple. They were, they were, they were okay, God, we're, we're going to build the temple. We want your manifestation to come, and look at what happened. In, 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 in chapter 3, starting at verse, verse 11. It said, and all the people, we'll start with 11. It said, with praise and thanksgiving, they were building the temple. Listen, they're, they're laying the foundation of the temple. And listen what happened. It said, with praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord. He is good. His love to Israel endure forever. And the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the older priests and, and Levites and family head who seen the former temple wept aloud. When they saw the foundation of the temple being laid, while many shouted with joy. So there was two sounds, two distinguished sounds that was needing, being made. There were people that were rejoicing. And praising God because the temple was being built and the manifestation was coming. But there was a next group of people that was weeping aloud because they're so stuck in the way that it used to be that they couldn't come in alignment with what God was doing now. And so there was two distinguished sounds. There was a divided sound. Come on, somebody. Am I, am I, am I, am I, am I, am I doing good or do I need to leave? Come on, stay along. He said, and listen to this. He said, no one, no one, not even the pagans, not even the people that were not Jewish could not distinguish the song from the shout of joy and the shout of weeping because the people made so much noise and the song was heard far away. He was the people of God. Who God have given a, 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 a mission to rebuild the temple. To bring back the glory of God. To bring back his manifestation. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the church here. Stay with me. And it was in the church. That there was two songs being made. There were people that were saying, God, I'm ready for your manifestation. And there were people that were saying, God, I'm not ready for your manifestation. But because of the this, this, this song that was not unified in the church, the Bible said it was heard far off. What does that say? If, if PTC is not unified, all of Cartersville will know about it. In order for the manifestation of God to come back, the church need to be united and they need to come in alignment with what God is doing in this time. And I'm not just talking about PTC, but I'm talking about the church because here is the thing, in, in Revelation, when God was talking to the church, we might think he was talking to one church in Laodicea. 
But there were multiple churches in that geographical location. But when God said the church of Laodicea, he was seeing one church with multiple bodies, multiple body parts. So there were multiple churches in Laodicea, but God was looking at the church, the capital C. So when God is speaking to the church of Connersville, he is talking to PTC, higher praise, and all the church. And he is saying, I need for a unified song to be coming from the church of Connersville. Come on, somebody. In order for a revival to come to America, they need to be one song. And that is God. I'm, come on, church. God manifestation won't come without unity. And that's why I believe that the shaking is good, Pastor. Oh, my God. I don't. But, 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 but listen to this. I, I, I'm, I'm just breaking this down to give you what really God wants me to give you. But you've got to understand that even in that day, Pastor, when they were building back the temple, they were hired. Come on. They were hired and appointed people. People with special assignment to discourage the building of the temple. These aren't just people that showed up and said, I don't want to be a part. These were people that were being paid. Oh. These were people that were appointed, elected. You might say, Brother Derek, what do you mean by that? Are you making that up? Look at, look at, look at Ezra chapter 4, verse 5. Look at it. It said, they hired counselors. To work against them and frustrate their plan during the, the entire reign of Cyrus, king of Persia, and down to the reign of King Darius of Persia. These people were hired, they were elected, they were appointed to discourage the work of God in that time. They had special assignment against the church to stop the manifestation of God. Isn't that song like the time that we're living in right now that people in high places is trying to come against the church to stop the manifestation of God? But I got news for you, church. There is no, oh my God. I don't take for accident that what the government is trying to do to stop the church from unifying and come together is not a assigned plan from the enemy to stop the manifestation of God. But I got news for you. The Bible says that there is no weapon that form against us that will be able to prosper. The kingdom of God will always win. It doesn't matter if they split us up. It doesn't matter if we're together. We serve one God and we're making one song and that is God let the glory come to my house let the glory come to my family let the come on church oh my God bear with me guys bear with me guys I'm going to tour, I'm going to tear this up today this morning appointed people and and I'm getting to you guys. I'm dealing with the appointed people, but I'm coming to you guys in a minute. But they said the, the gates of hell, the gates of hell won't prevail against the church. 
oh, I need you to understand this because sometimes when we think about this verse, we feel as though there is a gate around the church. No. There is a gate around hell. The enemy put up a gate because he's scared of us. It's not us that we are scared of him, so we put a gate around the church. If that is the way it is, then we need to change that. But the gates of hell won't prevail against the church. It doesn't matter what he try. We're coming into his kingdom to take what is rightfully God belonging. That is our family members. That is our next door neighbors. That is our government in high places. We're coming and the, and, and the, gates won't, the gate won't stop us. And so we, we come now to Haggai. 17 years after, listen. And the temple is still not built. 17 years. Because they, they weren't making a unified song. And, and then the people got so distracted that, that, that in, 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 in Haggai, in chapter 1, and I'll just read these verses for you. You don't, you don't have to go to it. And, and in, in, in Haggai chapter 1, it says, This is what the Lord Almighty said. The people say, the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built. 17 years after, they're saying, oh, the time is not right. We can wait. We, let's, let's procrastinate a little bit longer. He will come to the Lord. Things will change. But I don't feel like the time is right. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. And I'll, I'll put this in layman terms. It is not, the time is not right for you to build my temple, but the time is right for you to build your big houses. It's in scripture, guys. Living in your panel houses while the house of God Remain ruined. Now this is what the Lord Almighty said. Give careful thoughts to your ways. You have planted much, but harvest little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in purses with holes in them. But yet you say, the time is not right for us to engage in the Great Commission. Here they are, 70 years of bondage, living in, 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 in depression and oppression and, and living in huts and that kind of thing. And they come out, they say, it's time to party. It's time for us to get that dream house. It's time for us to move up the ladder of success. It's time for us to have a big fat bank account. And it's time for us to wear the, the finest thing and drive the nicest donkey. But the manifestation of God, that could wait. Isn't it funny that when some people get blessed, they switch? Isn't 
Isn't it funny that in the church we find people that are on their knees fasting and praying for a blessing from God, and when God do bless them, they forget the blesser? Pastor, I know there's some people that prayed for a husband, and you prayed for them to get a husband, and they never show up at the church again because they got to stay at home to cook for the husband. They, they get blessed, and they switch. They, they, they need a house, and so you pray for a house, and the next thing they can't come to church because they got to clean the house, and only Sunday they have that they can clean the house. The same, very same prayer meeting that they were at praying to get delivered from a certain thing and they get delivered, then they forsake that prayer meeting. I'm talking to the church now. When I was talking about the government, we were clapping. I told you I'll come to you. You might never want me to come and preach again, but I know Pastor Ron loved me, so he'll call me back. But church... It is high time that we begin to focus on the great commission and the manifestation of God that every dollar that is in our pocket, we should be thinking about, oh, can I impact the kingdom of God so that others can come? Oh, my God. No, we're living in the last days. Everything that you're working for right now will vanish away. Why not put it into an investment that will bring with, uh, eternal reward? Why not invest it in the kingdom of God so that PTC can do more in Connersville and around the world? Why not us just focus on the Great Commission? I'm telling you that there will be a manifestation of God in America and it will be because of people that are shifting their perspective and say, God, I have been going this way, try to accomplish all that this world has to offer, but there are people that are going to hell in a hand and a bread basket because why? We, the church, have come to a place that we want to live in pinnacle houses while other people are going to hell. I believe there's a remnant. There's always a remnant. And we had a remnant like Ezra, Zerubbabel, and Joshua. And sometimes that remnant, sometimes we can feel like we're alone. But I want to encourage you, church, that God is always with us. In chapter 2, verse 4, it said, But be strong, O Zerubbabel. Because here was Zerubbabel saying, God, it feels as though it's only me. But he said, be strong, O Zerubbabel, declare the Lord of uh, the, the Lord. Be, be strong, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declare the Lord, and work. Listen, and work, for I am with you, declare the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remained among you. Do not fear. How many of you know you serve a covenant God? I don't know about you, but I love the fact that I serve a covenant God. Even though 17 years have passed, here was God telling them, don't, don't be discouraged. Work. Work. Do you know why I love that I serve a covenant God? Because he's not so much interested with the covenant that he made with me. Because if he was interested in that, that covenant is void. It is destroyed. Because I did not. And don't be looking at me like that because you have not kept your end of the bargain either. 
So that covenant is void. But God is not so much interested in the covenant that he made with you and I as much as he is interested with the covenant he made with himself. What do you mean by that, Derek? He made a covenant with himself that even though you mess up, I'm going to still love you because I'm God. And he said, I'm not a man that I should lie that I will go against my word. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And so even when you and I messed up our covenant, because he made a covenant with himself, even though you were going down the wrong road, even though you were living a life that is wayward and, and not pleasing to God, he remained God and he still loved you and he still have open arms and the plans that he had for your life have not changed because you have messed up. It still remained the same. All it takes is for you to come back and say, God, I'm ready to make it right. And that's the reason why I love a God of covenant because he's not so much in rested in my covenant. That's the reason I can stand here today and say it's because of his grace. He said, don't be discouraged, Zerubbabel. Don't, don't be discouraged. He said, get ready because I'm getting ready to do a shaking. Listen, there is a shaking going on right now. There is a shaking going on in the church. And there is a shaking going on outside of the church. Nobody like to be shaken. It is uncomfortable. Have you ever been in a plane in strong turbulence and it begins to shake? It's, it's uncomfortable. Or, or face an earthquake where you, you feel your it's, it's un, it, it brings uncertainty. It is not stable. Isn't that what we're in right now? Isn't there a shaking going on that we don't have the answers for? Isn't there a shaking going on in, in your marriage right now that you're trying to figure out what is going on in my marriage? Isn't there a shaking going on with your finances? Isn't there a shaking going on with your government? Isn't there a shaking going on in nations as we look in other nations and we see what is going on? Isn't there a shaking? Isn't there an unease going on in your, in your spirit right now? Isn't there unease going on in America? It's a shaking. It's, it's not comfortable. But I come to tell you that the shaking is necessary because God is saying, if I don't shake some stuff into perspective, if I don't shake some stuff into alignment, the glory that I want to bring back won't be able to come. And so the shaking that you're going through, I come to tell you this morning, PTC, ride it out. Hold on. Don't let go. There is better days ahead. The shaking may endure for a night, but his glory is coming in the morning. Hold on. But three things while I was preparing this message that God showed me. And the first thing that he showed me was an orange juice. And he said, Derek, if that orange juice sit for too long, the substance of that orange juice will drop to the bottom. And water will stay at the top. The substance will settle to the bottom. But the water will stay at the top. And God have told me, Pastor, is that the church have come to a place where they settle.
that all that people are getting is the watered-down stuff. There are people that are settled in ministry. They're settled with doing the good stuff. And God did not call the church to do good stuff. He has called us to do great stuff. He said, in my name, you will do greater things. There's some people that are settled in their marriage and taking their wife or their husband for granted. They have settled in ministry, not pursuing anything more. They have settled in life, and they're living a mediocre life. And God is saying that I cannot and I will not sit by and watch that settled inside of you. There's some dreams. There's some visions. There's some potential. There's some giftings. There's some talents that is sitting in this house this morning, Pastor, that have settled and say, I'm not going any farther. I have come to my quota. I am done. And God is saying that they're washing their nets. They're giving up. As a matter of fact, the spirit of depression, the spirit of anxiety, the spirit of suicide is knocking at their door because they have settled. But God said, Derek, if you take that orange juice and you shake it. Come on, somebody. If you shake it, it will come back to its true form. The shaking may be uncomfortable, but the shaking is good. I believe, Pastor, that there will be some that is in this church that will come back to its rightful form, that will come back to the rightful place and will not give this world watered-down stuff, but will give them the true word of God that is able to transform their life. God said, I'm going to shake you. The second thing that he showed me, Pastor, as I was preparing this message, is that doormat. And in Belize, we have sand in our yard. We, our yard is not paved. We don't have the fancy rocks and the stones, but we have sand in our yard. And so we put a doormat, we put a, a doormat at the door that people that come in, they can brush their feet off to not bring the sand into the house. And it's fine sand. And I saw myself in this vision, Pastor, where I was sweeping this mat. And for some reason, the, all the dirt won't come off. And in this vision, God said, Derek, in order for you to take all the sand off that mat, you need to shake it off. God said there's some people in here this morning that have just been sweeping stuff off. You want to know why you're not free? Because you have been sweeping stuff off. You want to know why is it that your life keeps going in circles? Is because you have been sweeping stuff off. Pastor, I think I could hear a pin drop on a rock. God says, it's time for you to stop sweeping things off and start dealing with it. He said, I want to bring back my glory, but I need people that will come to the right place and posture their heart in the right place and stop playing church. He said, but I'm getting ready to shake you off. 
I'm getting ready to shake off those bad associations. I'm getting ready to shake off those bad habits. I'm getting ready to shake off those bad addictions. I'm getting ready to shake off some of those bad secrets that you said I'll take to the I'll take to the grave with me. God said, I'm getting ready to clean the house. I'm getting ready to clean that mat. No longer will dust hang on that mat because you're mine and I love you and I have a plan for you and I have a great purpose and you have a great part to play in the glory manifestation in Connorsville, in your family. Your family is depending on you. Your school is depending on you. Your workplace is depending on you. Connersville is depending on you. Your neighbor is depending on you. It's time for you to stop sweeping it off and it's time for you to say, God, shake me. Do whatever you got to do, but shake me, God. I want to get right in the place where you can use me, God. Shake me if you have to shake me. Shake me crazy, but I want to be used, God. And then the third thing, is a drinkable liquid, Pastor. Something that is good to the taste. A dark liquid like a pop. But inside that pop, there were razors. It's drinkable. It's something that we would drink, Pastor. But there is razors inside that dark liquid. And there, it said, God said, the only way that you could see that dark liquid, Derek, is for you to shake that bottle real quick. He said, you've got to do it real quick. You can't do it slow. Because if you do it slow, you won't be able to see it. There are some things that we have to deal with in haste. Because the kingdom of God is at hand. And people are suffering. We cannot tarry. We cannot wait. We've got to do it quick. And he said, I want you to shake that liquid. I'm giving you all that God showed me while I was preparing this message, church. And he said, I want you to shake that liquid real quick, and then you will see the razor. And so in the spirit, I shake the razor, and I was, the shake the liquid, and I was able to, to see the razor. And he said, Derek, there are some people that is coming in in the church that look appealing, that look like they come with good intention, Pastor that look like they, they're, 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 they're on the right track. But they're coming with hidden agendas. They're coming with hidden motive. Their intentions are not pure. They're coming like wolf in sheep clothing. And the Bible talk about that in the last days. And it is not something that we should deal with softly, Pastor. But we should deal with it with haste. We need to shake it. And God is saying that I'm going to shake it. He's not waiting on us anymore. It is his church. His name is on it. If it was my house and somebody come into my house with hidden agenda, hidden motive, and try to hurt my family pastor, I will take them out really quick. Now the church is not my house. The church is God's house. His name is on it, and he's going to do it because it is his name, and he doesn't want to have a bad name in Connersville. He doesn't want to have a name that people will look at the church and say, oh, there are hypocrites in the church. And so God is doing a shaking, and there will be people that will be leaving. There will be people that will be jumping boat. But it is not you, pastor, that is doing the shaking, but it is Almighty God that is aligning his church, separating the sheep from the goats, that is separating the wolves 
over from the sheep. And he's saying, I got to do this. In my country, Pastor COVID-19 has been a shaking. Churches, ministries are being closed. People are leaving the church. There are people staying in the church. There are people that have walked away from God during this season. And they're living a life. I, I mean, even ministers. And I believe it's a shaking, Pastor, that God is saying, in order for the glory and the manifestation of God to come back, I need to do it. But I want to encourage you. God said, what you're experiencing now, you think you have it all right now? You just wait. You think you have seen God move in your life, Sister Vanessa? Hold on. You're going through a shaking? Hold on. You think you have seen great and mighty things? Just hold on. He said, the glory that I'm getting ready to bring, the manifestation that I'm getting ready to bring to PTC is like nothing that it had ever experienced. You think you have seen it all? You just wait until this shaking come through. You just wait. And so I have been praying to God. I said, God, I know the shaking is hitting my country. I know the shaking is hitting my family. I know the shaking is hitting my finance. I know the shaking is hitting my ministry. But God, I'm going to hold this one up because you promise that you're going to bring a greater outpouring. You're going to do greater things, God. And so listen, when the wave begin to rock my boat, I know who is my captain and it's Captain Jesus. And so I'm going to hold on. If I got to get my life jacket, I'm going to get my life jacket. But I'm going to say, God, shake what you got to shake Move what you got to move. Turn over what you got to turn over. But God, I'm going to hold on. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear. Come on, shake me, God. Shake me, God. I want to be used. Come on, PTC. Say, shake me, God. Shake me, God. Shake me, God. Shake me, God. In this time of shaking, it comes back to this, that we praise God in it all. We praise God. We praise God. And I know Pastor, Pastor Ron has been preaching about the power for praise and worship. I mean, in this time, we got to be praising God. Don't let his praises leave your lips. But let it always be in your lips. He said, I will praise the Lord in the good times and the bad times. I will praise the God of the valley. I will praise the God of the mountaintop. I will praise the God of the dark times and the God of the bright times because he's in it and through it all with me. When Paul and Silas was in prison and they, was, they were locked up, they praised God. And it said the place shook and the bangles that was on their hand fell off. We got to be praising God. Your praise confuses the enemy. When the enemy thinks you should be discouraged, when the enemy thinks you should be given up, 
when the enemy believes that you should be throwing in the towel and you begin to say, God, I bless your name. The enemy begins to say, what is going on here? You see, in this time, the enemy thinks us as a church should be like a, a scared dog where our tails is locked between our, our, our feet and we should be running off into a hole. But this is the time that we need to come out and say, God, I know you to be true. I know you to be a God that doesn't lie and you won't go against your word. You said that you're going to bring a kingdom that is unshakable. You said you're going to bring a kingdom that, that has a greater glory. And God, I'm going to hold this out. I'm going to ride this out. I'm, I don't care how bad the shaking may get. I don't care how uncomfortable it may be. I don't care how, how much uncertainty it may bring to my life. But God, whatever you got to do, I want to be a part of your manifestation. I want to be a part of what you will do in Connersville. I want to be a part of what you're doing in America. I want to be a part of what you're doing in the nation. And so God, I'm going to hold this out, not just for me but for my children for my community for my nation I'm going to stand even though people may be falling off at my left and my right I know none will come near me God and so I'm going to ride this one out God is saying no shaking no glory the shaking that what, what you're going through right now is necessary to bring you to the place that he needs you to be in order to work through you to reach come on somebody What COVID is doing is necessary. Let's shift our perspective. Let's align our earthly reality with what is going on in heaven. Not the next way around. Whereby we're aligning heaven with our earthly reality. Whereby we feel because we're going through this here on earth, it is going on in heaven. No. But let's speak heaven into our situation. Church, I love you. And I just, I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot me. But God loves you. And he's saying this morning, no shaking. Come on, no shaking. No glory. Lord, shake me. Shake me, Lord. Shake me, Lord. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. Father, I pray that it will rest in our spirit. Father God, that we won't be like the orange juice that the, all our dreams, all our passion, where we come to a place that we're settled in life. But Father God, we will come to a place, Lord God, that we will always be relevant and be ready to be used by you. Father God, that we won't be like the doormat anymore, Lord God whereby we're just sweeping our troubles off while residues of our, 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 our addiction or our, 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 our struggles are still there, Lord God. But Father God, we will begin to shake it off where there won't be any evidence of it, Lord God, because we want to be ready to be carriers of your glory. Father God, and if we are that dark liquid, the razors in it, Lord God, whereby our intentions and our agendas are not pure. Father God, shake it out of us. We know that you're going to do a greater thing. We know that there is much more to this. But Father, we want to be at the right place, at the right time, with the right spirit and the right heart. 
Father, we know this shaking will bring uncertainty. We know it, Lord God. We know it will be uncomfortable. But Father God, thank you for your, your word that you said in Haggai, in this place, I will grant peace. In the midst of the case, Lord God, you will grant peace. A peace that passes all understanding. Father God, when we don't understand, when we don't know what is going on, when we can't put our fingers on the, on the, on the answers, Lord God, or we can't figure and navigate, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that you have promised that in this place you will grant peace. In this very same place, oh God, that the enemy feel as he's taken me out, Lord God, you will give me peace. In this trying world, Lord God, that many are crying out, trying to find the answer, that is trying to find the way. Lord God, we know you to be the way, the truth, and the life. Father God, thank you for being our anchor at home. Thank you for being our firm foundation. Thank you for being the captain in our boat, Lord God. That when the storms of life, comes our way, Lord God, we can ride it out. And so, Lord God, our prayer this morning, Lord God, is let the shaking start with me. Let the shaking start with me, God. Let the shaking start with me. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. How many is thankful for the word of the Lord this morning? Amen. I'm reminded of the importance of final words. You look at the lives of men and women as they come towards the end of their journey. They knew things was changing, knew that their exit was near yet they felt like they needed to impart into the next generation to continue on. One such story this morning is found in your Bible. It was when Paul was writing. He was nearing the end, and he began to pen and write to his beloved Timothy, and he simply said these words, Stir up the gift that is in you. We are in a time where there needs to be such a stirring within ourselves because how many knows this world truly needs Jesus? And today we are the ones that God chooses to use, the church of Jesus Christ, to reach the world in which we find ourselves in. I'm thankful for the word this morning for many reasons, but the reality is today is we're standing and we're believing and holding true to the fact that there is a last out day pouring of the glory and the manifestation power of God. And can I tell you, it is beginning to happen across the globe today. I could stand here and I could, I could share some things. As, as Brother Derek was ministering this morning, I, the Lord just began to deposit some things in my spirit very prophetically this morning. And uh, I stand here today with great hope. I stand here today with uh, anticipation for your future and for your family's future. I stand with 
great excitement in the midst of all of the chaos of our nation that there is something that's getting ready to bring a absolute disruption that is going to bring about a manifestation of the power and the glory of God. Let me just put this out there for you real quick, and I'm not going to go into it very quick, very much, but let me put this. There is a reason that we have now found that a fence has been erected against the Capitol building twice in the last year in our nation. It's because the enemy would like to keep its territory, but that's not happening. I'll just leave it right there. But there is an uprising in the house of God. There is an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that's getting ready to come back to the people of God. Listen, my, the things that my daddy and my mama has prayed for, uh, they have not been put on a shelf somewhere and God has forgotten them. But there is an opening of the vows of the prayers of the saints uh, that's about to take place in the United States of America and the nations of the world. Uh, and somebody ought to just go ahead and get on their feet right now and give God praise and glory in the midst of the shaking because he is a God of promise. And he said, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. There is about to be an outpouring. And if there is an outpouring, it means there is a manifestation. And if there's a manifestation, it means it's a presence of the glory of God. That means revival fire is just about began to be kindled and burned. What I believe this morning please hear me, uh, is that the Holy Ghost uh, is about to be released uh, with a fresh wind from heaven. Uh, and those things that's been smoldering uh, for a little while uh, is about to catch a blaze again. Uh, and there is a fire uh, that's about to burn. Uh, and when that fire burns, uh, your family's going to run to it. Uh, your community's going to run to it. Uh, the nations of the world's going to run to it. Uh, oh, somebody give him a shout of praise because his glory is not just coming but it's on its way and today could just be the day that it settles down on your house hallelujah not going to preach but I could because I'm still serving a good good God never done me nothing but good and it's not going to change now when I was going through the valley of my life he was present when I found myself in the darkest of night he was present when I've been up on the mountain he was present and can I tell you it's not the first time we've been in a storm in our lives but this time God is going to bless his people in a unique way amen Anybody going through any shaking today? Don't like it? Just hold on. I don't know if you caught that, but he said that a few times. Hold on. He just about had a little bit of soul when he said it. Just hold on. Uh, listen, we just got to hold on just a little bit longer. Uh, because why? Uh, it's because he is never late, uh, but he is always right on time. Uh, there's some things about to happen in your life. Uh, you thought it should have happened before, uh, but it's going to happen in this season. Uh, and God's going to get glory. Uh, he's going to get honor. Uh, and you're going to walk with joy. Uh, you're going to walk with peace. Uh, you're going to walk in health. You're going to walk in strength because he's still God this morning. Amen.
Give him a shout of praise this morning. Give him a high praise this morning. Oh, he's worthy. Go ahead and just give him a high praise this morning. Who knows, your praise might just make that thing shake off before you leave this morning. Uh, you might walk out of here healed, uh, delivered, and set free uh, because of your worship this morning. Hallelujah. You say, is it take all of that? Well, I don't know. It always has work, so I'll just keep doing it. Listen, when the enemy comes and tells you that it's over, can't make it. This morning, a little after 9 o'clock, my phone goes off and it's, can you come now? Those are never good texts when you get them. Can you come now? Because family thinks it's nearing and it's not pretty and it's, you, you see all kinds of things, experience all kinds of atmosphere. And I said, I can come now. So go get in the truck, walk into this apartment, walk in, walk in the back room. And my friend's laying there. His body's a mess. He can't talk. He officially, I told him I had to lighten the mood a little bit. I said, you have officially became a Russell. You got the Russell hair. It's all gone. Everything he's went through. Rough. The enemy tried to destroy his life, all of his life, until just a couple of years ago. Bound by things from the pits of hell. But then, God began to hear that little voice touch his heart. In a weakened state, can't talk, can't eat. Walked in and smiled, gives me a thumbs up. He was happy this morning in the midst of his pain, not able to breathe because last night we were supposed to go pray with him. Couldn't get him out of the hospital in time. Things changed, but Brother Bobby Lee stopped by his house last night before he got home and he's going to pray with him and my brother Phil and I was all going to be there at the same time but long story short show you how the goodness of God is brother Bobby brought him a big giant print Bible last night left it for him here's the thing about it he brings a Bible in big giant print Bible so Jimmy can see it doctor says two to four weeks is all he has opens the Bible the Bible was gifted to Brother Bobby Lee by my father. It has my father's name inside of it. And then I'm the one that walks in and Jimmy, not knowing everything that there is in the church world, but Jimmy sends word and says this, I need, I need Ron and I need Phil and I need Bobby because I need them to come and save me. I don't save anybody. Just get that clear right now, all right? And I sent word back to him and said, you don't need... Me, you don't need Baba, you don't need Phil, you just need Jesus. He said, well, I understand that, but I still want you to come. I want you to save me. Well, we walked in. My daddy's word's there. I'm there. Bobby's been there. And I said, it's all well. And after we prayed, he said, all is well. Couldn't give voice to it, but he can mouth it. Can I tell you the enemy thought for all of those years, I've got Jimmy. Jimmy is mine. But in the final hours of his life here, a stronghold's broken. 
bondage is broken. And while Jimmy don't have a voice to talk, while Jimmy can't put food in his mouth, and while Jimmy's hard struggling this morning just to hang on this side of heaven, Jimmy's in a place right now, and this is what I prayed. I said, Lord, I know what it looks like here. But I said, I know this. You're a God in the midst of even this season. And I only have one request for my friend. And that is that his passing from here to you is easy. And I said, I don't know if it's two days, four days, or two years. Uh, All I know is this right now, Lord, I ask that you just let him catch a glimpse uh, and that he sees you with your hands just saying, come on home. Uh, Can I tell you, uh, the enemy wants you to think that it's over and it's all dark. Uh, But this morning, uh, while my friend uh, is struggling to hang on here, uh, I can stand here and tell you uh, I have confidence uh, that I'm going to meet him again in a better world. Uh, He's not going to be bound by sickness and disease uh, but when next time I see Jimmy uh, it might be on the streets of gold uh, where there is no more pain uh, no more death uh, no more sickness uh, no more disease uh, and no more demonic evil uh, trying to bind his life uh, because of the goodness of God uh, the grace of God uh, and the faithfulness of God say why why does that make you excited it's because this morning uh, while you were still fixing your hair brushing your teeth uh, I was kicking the teeth out of the devil uh, and said you lost that one uh, and heaven gained him Uh, oh somebody uh, ought to gotta give God praise this morning uh, that he's still doing what he's always said he'd do hallelujah I, I start leaving walk out the door and Here comes Phil and Donna in. So the devil just got beat up real bad this morning. I don't know what happened after I left. I know what did happen probably. They visit, they laughed, but they also prayed one more time. Can I tell you, we're going to keep praying. We're going to keep singing. We're going to keep believing. And listen, that which the enemy did to Jimmy all his life, he's been done trying to do something with your family. Some of the people in your community. But can I tell you, he is losing his grip in the name of Jesus. I'm going to say it one more time this morning. You've heard me in this house time and time again. But prodigals are coming home. Wayward children's coming home. Backslidden preachers about to preach with a fresh anointing. Uh, backslidden worship leaders about to lead in worship. Uh, listen, there's a quick work that's about to happen uh, in the nations of the world. Uh, God, listen, I know there was some of us that was raised in church. Uh, we just drugged the church. We just drugged the every revival. And a lot of those people ain't in the house of God this morning. Uh, but there is a visitation of the glory of God uh, that's about to bring them back. Uh, and listen, uh, that which has been wayward uh, is about to walk with fresh fire, fresh anointing. Uh, And there is a reason to celebrate this morning because God is still God. Amen. One more time. Give him a shout of praise this morning. Give him a shout of praise this morning. Hallelujah. 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 I want to pray over you this morning. Maybe you're going through a shaking. Maybe you're going through a very difficult season. Maybe you've got a bad doctor's report. Maybe you've got stuff all around you. 
Maybe you're struggling in relationship. You're struggling in finances. I'm not going to ask you what it is, but you'd say, Pastor, I I think it would be safe to say that I'm in a season where things have been shaken in my life. Would you just lift your hand up and you can put it right back down. Hands all over this building. You know what those is. You, you, you know what that issue is. And Right now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray specifically for you. And I want you to join your faith with my faith and the faith of this house. And we are going to believe that this shaking is going to give way to God's glory. Because sometimes things are uncomfortable that we go through but it's necessary for us to go through them so that our perspective changes and our situation changes. We know this, to the ones that believe and trust the Lord, even the dark things begins to be turned for the good of them that believe. And I believe whatever you're going through is going to be turned for the good. I want us to pray together right now. Dear Heavenly Father, We love you this morning. We thank you for the man of God this morning that spoke your word over this house. And Lord, today we stand and we know this, that our world is shaking. And we know that lives are shaking. And Lord, today, Lord, we know that it's not in a comfortable time and sometimes it's a very difficult time when things began to be shaken in our lives Lord for the one that may have received a bad report one that may seem to be struggling and searching for direction and guidance in this season Lord I just stand totally upon your word this morning because your word says that you did not give us a spirit of fear but of love and power and of a sound mind so Lord today I pray for a soundness to come to the mind of your people. Let them not see the waves of the storm, but let them see the one that's walking on the waves in the storm. The Lord, you're still ever present. You're not far off. Lord, you're still saying to us that we can come to you and that you will take that and that we can rest in you. Today, Father, I speak rest over this people. I speak rest to the one that's going through a difficult season. I speak rest to the one that may have had a bad report. I speak rest to the one that is just mentally or spiritually, emotionally just been bombarded because you are the God of rest. But Lord, I'm also one to stand on your word, and I know that you're not just the God that saves, but you're a God that heals. And Lord, I speak healing virtue to flow into the bodies the situations today that needs that healing virtue. Lord, you just don't touch us, but you make all things new, and you're able to make us whole. So today, Father, I speak to that body. I command it to be realigned. I speak to that spirit, and just to command it just to be realigned. Lord, today, we believe and trust that you're moving in these situations that's represented in this room. Father, today, I pray for a encouraging spirit to come upon your people and I pray that they would sense your arms of love wrapped around them and I 
sense they would experience the love of this house circled around them. Today, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing, what you're continuing to do. In Jesus' name, the church says. Hi, everybody. It's Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you, and God bless you.